0: Welcome to the Seahawks Man to Man podcast. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here at my co-host Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the tweet machine. You can follow me at Mike Dugar. That is M I K E D U G A R. Chris, howdy.
1: What is up, everybody? It's your boy Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on
0: Twitter at C K I D
1: D two zero six and that's C kid two zero six.
0: I didn't. I don't know if everyone knows this, uh, but training camp is not the entire. Like, summer, or not, like, the entire month of August. Training camp does end. There's only so many camp practices, quote-unquote, and the Seahawks have reached the point where that's done. I think they have 12, because everything's 12 in this city, uh, and that's done, Chris. So, uh, we can kind of, I don't i don't want to do something where we, like, give away, like, training camp awards and nothing, because that's silly, because that wasn't real football. Uh, but we have got to a point where, like, the guys who needed to prove something, quote-unquote, in camp, they have they've either done it or they haven't. So I want to talk about those guys, because really we can't talk about the game, the preseason over against Broncos, because we weren't there. For those of you guys who are wondering why we didn't drop a show after the preseason game, Chris and I were in Miami at the National Association of Black Journalists annual convention and career fair. It was very dope. Uh, Had a great time. Both of our It was your first time in Miami, too, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Great time in Miami. Great time being around a bunch of journalists, networking. And the best part about it, well, the best part about it we can talk about on the podcast, was that... We didn't have to watch Geno Smith and Paxton Lynch for three hours. <laughs> I am very, very, very sorry for any of you guys that, that endured that whole thing, spent your Thursday night uh watching Paxton and Geno. I did go back and rewatch the game, uh, but good God. I think I I think I tweeted, I don't know if you saw this, Chris, when I was like, yo, I'm about to rewatch the game, but first let me get some input from you guys, what we miss. And then somebody was like, go to the beach instead. And, you know, that's the <laughs> best the best advice I got. <laughs> I didn't watch the game until I got back uh, from Miami, and I was—I should have tweeted i, I should tweet, go tweet that guy back and like, you know what, man? I should have went to the beach, cause that was absolutely—that was absolutely awful. I—I I told Chris not even to go back and watch it. Trust me, dude. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone back and watched it yet. No, please, please, I don't think I will. Don't. No, no, you didn't—you didn't miss nothing. You didn't, you know? No, 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 no. I no. got three other preseason games to dive into, and we'll actually get some starters in those. That helped, I think. What starters play it? I actually have it in front of me. Like, no Russ, no Dwayne Brown, no DJ Fluker, no Bobby, no KJ. I don't even think Puna Ford played, or Jaron Reed. And then no no Bradley McDougal, I think. Those are the main guys. They did, however, this is before we get into what we're going to talk about today, they did play Jason Myers. And you know what he did, Chris? <laughs> Do you know what he did? I already know, man. Y'all know what he did. Y'all, you, you. He missed... His very first kick. Now, he didn't make all the ones after that, to be fair. He missed his very (laughs) first kick. That boy had been kicking the whole offseason. He had been kicking for weeks in camp. He had even did warm-up kicks that day. He might have been the first one to the facility if he was able to beat Russ that morning because Russ is there the crack of dawn uh, for games, and he missed. You know what? You know why he missed? You ready? Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> never kick. That's why. I'm just saying. I think it was a long kick, fifty-six yards. I, th- I believe it was pretty, pretty long, Mike. I mean, he's only he's paid to do one thing, bro. I know that. Make the kicks. Imagine if he didn't kick it at all. I forget what down it was when he didn't. When he didn't kicked. he kick it in the third quarter too a few times. Um, no, he made it several kicks that day. And that's my point. Imagine if they went to your
1: philosophy of never kick. How many times would they have scored? Um, I don't. You know, I don't know. I watched the condensed version of the game. Bob. And I don't think it would have went well if they decided to go for it, maybe fourth down.
0: It was fourth and 9 from Denver's 38. Don't they should have went for that. Oh, Are you, you serious? Here you go. Are you se- fourth and
1: 9. Fourth and 9, you're taking three and he made it, right? No, that's the one he missed. Okay, that's fine. He miss- He has to make those. Right. Okay. You and know what you could also do,
0: it- do is not kick. Stop. We're not doing this. Fourth and 9 from the 38. How about you go to the next one? What's the, the next one? The one he made?
1: Yes. Oh, fourth and what? I want to know what was okay. it? Fourth and
0: five. Hold on, now I'm scrolling through. Yeah, cause no, I, I didn't
1: scroll through it. Because you're not gonna do this to me. We gonna, We always. We just kicking it, Mike.
0: Okay, they had a second and six, and then Gino was sacked for a loss of five on third and six. So third and, and eleven. And then it was fourth and eleven. Okay. And he hit a fifty-five yarder. He doubled back on it.
1: Congratulations. This one makes
0: a little bit more sense because looked like there was only forty-five seconds left in the half. You get but even points. then, you're there was on a 37. You know what? I went for that too. Uh this, I need to see the timeout situation. This man Excellent. might have if they goal. had their timeouts, then then I might, might have, gone for have it. I might gonna have
1: y'all losing games because you went for it.
0: It's weird. Denver actually called timeout after that sack. That's weird. Oh. Yeah, that's weird. Because then they then they kneeled out the clock when they got the ball back. Uh very weird. But yep, I, I might have went for that too. Crazy. Yeah, man. Let's see. They also kicked on fourth and ten. From Denver's 25 yard line. Bro, you it take a the tw- points. If you to 25, just go. You have to take the points. If you don't get any points, that's a failed possession. And see, this. The is point
1: th- is to score, Mike. If I'll you put up three, that is a success. If you put up seven, that's even better. If you don't get any, you have failed. See, so, yeah, this is. In l- basketball terms, you have to go score two or three. If you go to the foul line and you make one, that is a success. If you go to the foul line and you don't make any, and you don't I score any points, and they get a rebound, go down, and score. It's an unsuccessful possession, Mike. I don't same with football. Free throws, free throws, and um,
0: touchdowns and field goals. Next f- free throws, and, free throws, and field goals are not. Uh, they don't correlate with you. Correlates not the word. It's synonymous maybe is the better word, but either way, they're not the same. I would I would liken, it's points, like points. That's what I'm getting to. I would like in uh, field goals to more like um, free kicks in soccer. I don't even uh, watch soccer. I don't even know what that well, is. Well, you know the freaking it's just the goalie versus the dude. Oh, that's okay. what I'm saying. You learn something new every that's, day. Yeah, I mean you know don't watch soccer. It's no. fine. I mean watch the Sounders if you want. But see that I'm looking at that possession actually, and that that's the Seahawks in a nutshell. That's being soft, right? Oh, so their my first gosh. their first possession was a uh, uh, Paxton Lynch or the first play was first and ten. Paxton Lynch passed it to Terry Wright and lost four yards. Then Paxton pe- picked up those four on second and fourteen. So now you're looking at third and ten. Boom, Marcus Martin gets hit for a false start. Bad. That's how you get cut. Uh, now it's third and 15, and it's a five-yard pass to the fullback. <laughs> so you know what? Shoot, I might have kicked, too, because that, that drive was <laughs> awful. I might have just punted. You got to get – the thing The
1: thing I'm trying to get you to understand is you have to take points. If you go for it on fourth and 10, fourth and long, these fourth downs that you didn't convert on, that you didn't even convert on third down, and you want to give your team an extra shot at it, and you still don't convert, you just didn't get any points, I, and now the defense – but see, here's, here,
0: here's my thing, though. Here's my thing. On 3rd and 15, now they have Paxton Lynch, and he, he, he's not very good. Um, but if you're going to be in the never-kick mode, my team, if I was running the team, on 3rd and 15, we would be playing for two downs. That changes everything. So instead of teams like playing some prevent or their linebackers being in very deep drops, they have to respect everything because I might run it. I might run it with the thought that if you're gonna be playing off, I'll take those seven those seven yards with Chris Carson or whoever, and then all right, cool. Now it's fourth and eight. Now you got to play us straight up. So I think that it would change the dynamic if you're in that never kick mode in that way. This
1: sounds very good. It's supposed but to. It ain't gonna happen that way, and that's why teams kick. That's well, why Chris says, "What does he say, ladies and gentlemen? Just kick it." And I can imagine everyone listening. They've said it with me
0: as I just unless did. they're Bears fans. The wow. Bear, have you seen the the Bears? The Bears kicker, they're having a competition. And the Bears kicker was like, "Man, this competition's been draining on me." And it's like, "Duh, dude, <laughs> it's a competition." Mm-hmm. He's only hitting like eighty three percent of his kicks in practice or something like that. Good God, you got
1: to get points, and the more points you score, the better chance. If he didn't kick, I think he kicked four. Who's he? Jason Myers. Jason, I think Jason Myers kicked four field goals in the third quarter. If they didn't kick those, they don't have twelve points.
0: They lose 12 points. He kicked a field goal in the first half, a field goal in the third quarter, and a f- and that was it. That was it? Okay. And he, so he hit two. Only he was two. two of three, and he hit all his PATs, which I think was two. Good. He did his job. Missed one, came back, and made a 55-yarder. I mean, yeah, you're supposed to make it. Yeah. I don't, I don't give you points for making it. and I mean, not literally points, <laughs> but I don't give you like – You don't get oh, the kudos. You don't get the claps from me. You're supposed to make it. That is, that is your only job. But
1: you're also going to miss some. And it's how you respond. And he missed one and responded by making the next one at fifty five yards. Which he should do. Good for him. I just think that.
0: Just kick it, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. I remember thinking that I was like, no one told me that when they was recapping (laughs) the game for me. They kept telling me Marquise Blair killed somebody. They kept telling me Paxton Licks looked great, which is if you look good in the fourth quarter of a preseason game and you're a former number one overall or a former first round pick, then yeah, you should look good. You're playing against AAF dudes. Like, how many dudes in the fourth quarter do you think Paxton Lynch, three touchdowns against that, actually going to be in the league? You know, three people maybe? Basically playing against an XFL roster. So, yeah, he should look good. He was a first-round pick four years ago. Like, he's a vet now. Like, for real, he's actually a vet. But the never kick was the most important part of that game. Oh, boy. By the way. It was. It was. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Never kick. Ever, ever, ever. Now we can get into it. I'm not with it, but it's whatever. No, it's it's fine. My team would beat your team. That's, that's, that's <laughs> fine. It definitely would. Oh, uh, all right. Because I'd be scoring touchdowns.
1: No, you wouldn't. You'd be turning it over on fourth down. My defense is stopping you. If I stopped you first, second, and third down, I'm not giving it up to you on the fourth down. I'm going to stop you again and go yeah. score points. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, okay. Uh, allegedly. Maybe we, uh, should draft, we should draft a 13-U team, and you can have no kicker. I'll get me a kicker. And when I need three points, I'm going to take three points. And when it's fourth and thirteen, and you drop this week old play, and I stuff it, and I go down and score, I'm just—it's just going to be great. I think we should. Di- we, I think we should do this. We should Allegedly. Get, I think we should get these little young cats out here, young young boys, and we should have a thirteen U competition. Mike and I. That's fine. We are cool with an athletic director
0: in Seattle. We can easily coach teams. That's not. That's not hard. Oh, you know what? We might have to get this going. Yeah, Recorded someone, and everything. And when ahead, I, text, win, text when Ron, I win Text Vaughn. Let him
1: know. When I win. When I win Big and I'm like Mike was O of six on fourth downs. Everyone's like, dang, Mike, so all those fourth down conversions, huh? Couldn't even be fifty percent. My team would be around fifty percent. No. Yes, it would. All I would say is hey, he's gonna have to pass the ball here. That's make a the play. Thing. No, play you the don't. Sticks. no, you don't. If you run the ball, one of my big guys is gonna get off the line and make a play. They're yeah. not gonna beat you. Maybe.
0: <laughs> I'll take that risk. Go ahead though. That's fine too. That's fine too. Fine. We just need to move on. Cause we just can kick set. it. We can settle this later. Like I said, we can text Vaughn. We can both coach teams. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Vaughn, the athletic director. I'm referencing. That's, that's who that is. Anyway, like I said w- to start the show, camp is over. And I kind of learned a lot from everyone on the roster for the most part, but more so the guys who, you know, we had a lot to learn about, you know, the younger guys, the DKs, the David Moores, the Malik Turners, the Poon – Puna Fords and, you know, all the, all the guys who aren't established. You know, Dwayne, I'm not going to learn anything about Dwayne Brown or Tyler Lockett other than him still being unguardable in those one-on-ones that you love so much to watch him practice. No. He is unguardable. You know, I learned that Russ is a lot better than everyone else on the roster throwing the ball. But, you know what, I think I knew that going in. Who else? Am I missing anybody? Bobby didn't do anything except get paid. <laughs> for real. Bobby, got, Bobby didn't practice, got paid, practiced for like two days, and then was like, you know what? My leg hurts. <laughs> now I'm done. Yeah, call me week one. Cincinnati, KJ, he's still out there. We're not gonna learn a bunch. But as far as the young guys, there there were a few, at least young or and or new. There was a few that kind of like surprised me, either both in a good way and a bad way. Most people in a bad way, but some good ones. Uh, but I know Chris, you had a few too, mostly at receiver, or not mostly at receiver, but. Especially at receiver, which is probably the most important position on this team this year. Or is it D line? I don't want the two.
1: I think, man, that's a that's a good question. Which one is most important? I would say it's receiver. Just be well actually I'm gonna go D line because the Seahawks they don't really use receivers like the other teams in the NFL do. They don't throw it as often. They're more of a running style team. But if their defense can get the other offense off the field, that opens up opportunity for the Seattle Seahawks offense to run the ball down the other team's throw. I'm gonna go D line, and when you give up Frank Clark, L.J. Clark gets hurt. Yeah, another player is suspended for six games. Jay Reed, oof, it, that that whole entire D line is in shambles. But they do have guys that you would hope would step up. I mean, Cassius Marsh is back. Barkevius Mingle seems to be fitting in well, and hopefully, he's able to make a make plays this year and and have a have a be more of a factor this season than he was last year. At least on defense. He was definitely a factor on special teams. I think J- he might have been their leading special teams tackler, by the way. Jacob Martin, he is looking forward to this challenge. He he has his goal set. He's excited for this season. I think he said he wants to have twelve and a half, twelve sacks this year was his goal if I'm not mistaken. That's a lot. And that I mean that's that's a lot and that's that's a good goal for him. That'll probably lead the team.
0: I think it actually would. No J Reed, that was gonna be your leader right there. Uh yeah, well your leader should be a defensive end. If you're leading sack guy as a defensive tackle, that's kind of concerning. Unless it's Aaron Donald, who is oh god, man he's better than everyone. But go ahead.
1: And with and then Ziggy Ans is another guy, but his health is in the air. He's gonna play week one. He's not gonna play week one. I guess we'll find out when we, when we get to week one. And I think that's another guy that he could also be a sack leader, but it also depends on his health. And he's had issues with staying healthy. Basically throughout his career. Defensive line is definitely important at this rate going into the season. And there's a lot of question marks. And there's also room for another guy to step up and make a name for himself. And I think Cash is a guy that can do it. Although he hasn't put up double-digit sack numbers in his career, he possibly could this year. Who knows? We'll see. It's going to be exciting to see what these guys do. Who's the best receiver
0: on the team that's not Tyler?
1: I would say... I'd say Jerron Brown, and it's close. It's not as if it's a guarantee. J Brown, you could say.
0: Well, let me rephrase the question: Who looked? Who who's the receiver that looked the best in camp? The days you were there, how many days were you there? Like five or six? I was there four. Four days? Four, yeah. Four days of camp. Who looked the who looked the best? That's not Tyler.
1: I would say Jazz. Jazz, okay. Yeah.
0: Tell me more about this Jazz Ferguson. He looked good in the preseason game, by the way. And
1: all, it really started with the mock game. He was kind of hit or miss in a lot of the practices. But to be honest, I mean, John Arsua looked good, mainly in the one-on-ones. He didn't really get too many targets when it came to scrimmaging in the practices. But from what I saw, well, Jazz Ferguson in the mock draft ended up getting the game-winning touchdown. Oh, and and the, oh yeah, in Bothell. Mock, yeah. mock draft. Mock game, excuse me, and had the Trey Flowers had an opportunity to make a play, but I don't know how he mistimed it. Ultimately, Jazz contended, continued playing, and he was able to make the play. He stayed focused and he made a play. And that's supposed to do the receiver. And he's doing everything he he needs to do. Again, you mentioned he caught a touchdown in the preseason game. I just think he is he's looking good and he hasn't looked back. And that's a good
0: that's a positive sign. I and wanna I, st- I wanna stay on jazz for a second. Yep. Because uh he is the guy who looked the best at the receivers in the preseason game. I know, as like I said, didn't watch it. He had four catches for fifty four yards and a touch. I want I wanna know this though. Is it is it concerning that in those two games, in the mock game and in the preseason game, that the 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 six the six foot behemoth receiver that looked good, at least that stood out the most, was not DK. Actually, I don't think DK played in the mock game, so I would just limit yeah, that. he was to, out. I would limit that to practices and the preseason game. Like, shouldn't if there's going to be some big guys standing out I and looking good and surprising I you, shouldn't it be Jack? or DK? Not I Jazz? would say
1: DK is more so with Russ. When he usually does in training camp, he's usually with Russ. And when you don't have Russ throwing you the ball, everything changes. You you have Gino, Paxton Lynch. The chemistry might not be there with those guys. Cause ultimately DK's more than likely gonna be in the rotation. We agree on that pretty much, right?
0: Uh yeah, for now. For for now. Yeah.
1: For now. Anything can happen, who knows? He might fall out and be on the bench. But the likely the most, What I think is going to happen is he's going to get a lot of more snaps. But with the second unit, it, things are going to be different. Communication, where the ball is, the placement, all of these things come into play. And if you're having Paxton Lynch throw it to you, and in practice you've been going with the ones, that changes everything. You've worked with Russ, all practice, and you get in a preseason game, and you're with Paxton Lynch. Now you're wondering, oh, does Paxton know... I'm doing this deep corner route and he's going to put it over my shoulder. He's going to put it behind me. I mean, they practice with the backups, too. They practice, especially but, with I th- the rookies. but I think he's getting more reps with Russ. At least, that's what I've seen. He's had more opportunity with Russ. And it's not a surprise that Jazz, who has been getting a lot, a lot more reps in the second unit and third unit with Paxton and Gino, he was able to flourish because him and Paxton have that connection. And that's where I see the difference there is Paxton and Jazz clearly are connecting and DK really is kind of in the middle where he's getting reps with everyone but ultimately they want him to start do they you with? yes i think the Seahawks want him to start they want dk to be their starter with Tyler lockett and jerron brown that would be the quote what about unquote, david moore i haven't seen much of david moore david moore has had a very chill camp and it's not saying that he hasn't done anything but
0: what have you done yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> there hasn't been a day of – I'm going to stay with receivers here. It hasn't been really a, a day of camp. And this is what I kind of mentioned with guys who, like, surprised me in a good way, in a bad way. Like, I really expected to see David Moore come into camp and just be killing it. Just, like, lighting it up, making it very clear, like, oh, this DK versus David thing, or DK versus – or David versus whoever, Gary Jennings. Like, it was very clear. Oh, David's has He's not going to go down without a fight. I didn't see that from him. Not to say, he, like uh, like you said, not to say he was bad. Uh, Keenan Reynolds, I expected the same thing. I expected to see Keenan tearing it up. I, he last offseason, he tore it up. Remember, Doug's, Doug missed a lot of the offseason, and Keenan was like playing that main slot role, and he was catching everything. Haven't seen a lot of that. Uh, so I kind of came away from camp having way more questions than answers, kind of being like, yo, um, I'm not really confident about, Anybody other than Tyler. That's why I actually who was the best after Tyler because I honestly do not know. I really don't. It could be JB. It's probably JB. Jerron Brown, that is. But, hell, right now it could be Jazz Ferguson.
1: And all, that's for good for I Jazz. I mean, he's he wants to make the team. Jerron pretty much is locked in. Is he? I would say a better end. I don't think anybody's
0: locked in. Other than Tyler? Except for Tyler. I don't <laughs> think anybody's locked in. And even then, if, if somebody calls John Snyder and asks for a first-round pick for Tyler, it probably trade out.
1: Jeez, man, that's crazy, right?
0: Uh,
1: yeah. And another guy is Gary Jennings, who recently has stepped up a little bit. I I wasn't at the practices, the, the camps, when he was doing his damage, but Russ is. He's he's getting the ball. He's seeing action. It's been very quiet up to this point, and the ball is being thrown his way, and he's making plays, and that's a good sign as well, because those are those are a handful of young guys that are trying to make the team. John Ursua, he had a. I saw a solid preseason opener. Had a great catch. Yeah, I mean, He did route, have he had a good catch. The route he ran was was wicked.
0: Yeah, he's yeah, he's good.
1: He's undersized, but that boy he get he has good hands, good feet, and he's smart. He knows when to get down. He doesn't he doesn't take punishment even though they'd be roughing him up in practice trying to punch the ball out. I'm like, "Jesus, he's your teammate." <laughs> but and he looks very 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 wicked in one-on-ones. It's not fair. They yeah. should he should be eliminated from one-on-ones because he makes
0: everybody look bad. Especially on defense. I mean, on defense, that that's because covering the one on ones for the slot guys is just so hard. You got to cover the whole field. No linebacker help, no pass rush, no safety. My advice take away the middle of the field. If you keep them out of the middle, you win every time.
1: You're at least going to be able to make a play. You give them, you line up face to face with them, and you have, you can, he can go either way, you're in trouble. If you cheat and go to the middle, and you don't let him go to the middle, and you can go outside, you win every time. But I don't think. See how coaches are saying, yeah, take the middle away. I think they want you lined up, even. Yeah, and don't let them catch it. Which is, dude, no, it's not how it works. You got to give them a, you gotta give your defense a chance. Well, Go it ahead, sounds though. like
0: you have a lot more faith in the receivers beyond Tyler than I do.
1: It's not even faith. It's just, how do I say this? It's more of what I've seen, and I like what I've seen. I'm not saying it's going to transition to week one. For all I know, none of this is going to transition. None of this may work. But what I'm seeing right now, it's a positive sign. I do want to see more from Gary Jennings. That means consistent. It's taken a while. And a catch. He had no catch in the preseason game. He didn't even have a catch, but, again, that goes back to what the Seahawks like to do. That's that's a good
0: point. They like to run the ball.
1: run the ball. And, unfortunately, when you're in the second and third unit, they're trying to get the ball to the running backs,
0: and when you do get targets, you have to make best of those targets. Well, here's here's I'm gonna be real critical of them because I wanted to t- uh, like kind of spin it forward and ask about you know some guys to look at in week two uh, of the preseason when they're gonna play against Minnesota, much better defense than Denver. But it, here's where it's so unfortunate, and this will be the last thing we get to a wide receivers. It's so it sucks. Everything's working against them, right? One bad QBs. I don't care. There's some guy in my mentions who just swears Pax and Lynch is just the greatest thing ever. I don't know like if he's on the Pax and Lynch payroll, if he is Pax and Lynch's cousin, uncle, mom, baby mom, I don't know, whatever. It's just man, dude, I mean, that was I got to show you the tweets he sent me. It was really bad. But you got two bad QBs, right? You got a bad O-line. So even if behind a uh because they're playing behind the second units most of the time. I think the first team O-line is actually pretty good. I think the backups and on every roster in the NFL is just 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 not good. It's hard to find five good old linemen No way in hell you're finding eight or nine. You're just not. Nope, nope, nope. No, you're not. So then you got an offense that doesn't even like to pass that much. Like, they signed some dude off the street the day before the game, I think, or two days before the game. Xavier Turner or something like that. The dude had 13 carries, right? 13 carries. Gary Jennings had two targets. I don't care about your game plan. I don't care about none of that. If you're trying to evaluate dudes that you invested in, why the hell are you giving 13 carries to... Some no-name cat No offense to the dude But they, they Did you even know They signed him? No I actually did not know They, they Some no-name cat That they probably don't think Is gonna make the roster Right? Or else they wouldn't have Signed him in mid-August And DK only has four targets And Gary Jennings Only has two targets It could be a situation where I know they needed Running back depth Because CJ process was hurt I was gonna and JD McKissick that. had a foot injury And uh, I think And they didn't play Chris Carson Right? So they only had A couple running backs available Which I understand if that's the case, then see what you have in your receivers, dudes you're already invested in. John Arsfield only had one catch on two targets. Get him the ball more. You know, so it sucks for these receivers because like, A, you already got somebody who's not that good throwing to you. B, he that dude doesn't have any time to throw if he was on target. And then, wait, did I go one, two, or A, B? You went A, B. So A, B? Okay, C. so C, you know, you got like an uh, offensive system that is not, they won't even like switch it up until you highlight the guys that they have. Which is which is really dumb, if you ask me. Because, you know, because also you need to see if your guys can pass block, too. But there's just got to be other ways to get your receivers involved. So you're not given, like, what do you think the chances are that this Xavier Turner dude and Bo Scarborough are on the team, week one? What, like 5%? I don't see it 10? happening. Right. Those dude combined for 20 touches. 20. No, man. Damn all that. Let's see what you got in the actual dudes you invested in. Invested a second round pick in DK, you know. Throw, throw more to Terry Wright, you know. So, oh, actually Xavier had a uh, uh, a target as well. So that's twenty one touches between two dudes who I would not bet my hair because Chris is tripping when he asked me to do that. <laughs> what I would probably bet some money on won't be on the team, you know. So that's just it's just a waste of time. So I I feel bad for some of those receivers at, at some point because they could have. You know, I know Malik Turner has talent. We didn't mention him, you know. Terry Wright. Has some talent, nothing, no action. That's a waste. That is like, why is Nick Ballore fullback, getting targets? He yeah, had two targets, two catches.
1: The play broke down. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, that's just a matter of just reading the. the no, the I hear you. Just reading the stats, and you're wondering what's going on. Yeah, you know, doesn't make sense. Doesn't
0: that's add that's up. A, that's un- I mean, that's that 10 was kind of disappointing. Ten is not equaling twenty here. I was a very, very disappointed to see that because it's going to be like that the next 3 games too unfortunately yeah it's just there's an argument that the guys have to make the most of their opportunities yes that's fine but this off only that only really works for guys like like Tyler it really does or maybe even P-Rich it does not work for like other guys need rhythm receivers need rhythm and targets and time to build that you know if you just throw the one guy if you if DK ends this this uh preseason with like 12 total targets i'd be like that's not enough feed him Gary Jennings should finish with, like, 15 or 20. Fourth-round pick. See what you got in him. John Arsua, 15 or 20. Let it fly. So, you know I'm all in favor of throwing the ball, but that's just really disappointing for these guys. Not even just because it's what I want to watch, because I don't like preseason football. It's disappointing because you're not really going to see what you got, and you're going to cut some of these dudes, and they're going to go somewhere like Atlanta or Green Bay ball and San Diego, or, uh, excuse me, where are they at? L.A. Yeah, L.A. or... Hell, even like Detroit, and and have much better careers. I think, which is also we've seen it before. Alex
1: Collins is one of the guys, even though he got recently cut, but he didn't pan out in Seattle. Went to Baltimore, had a really good productive season.
0: It happens, baller. It happens. Yeah, opportunities matter a lot more than um, not a lot more. I think opportunities do matter a little bit more than talent in the preseason. You just need opportunities. That's all. Well, don't want to say too much of the preseason,
1: but another position that's has caught my eye. Is that the cornerback position? I mean, from what I've seen, they've looked decent. They look comfortable, especially Shaquille Griffin. I think he's playing his own pace. I know last year was saying that he was trying to be someone that he wasn't. He was trying to be Sherm. Yeah. And I think this season he is playing within his limits. I mean, what was it on what was today? Wednesday, on Monday, when we got back from Miami, he made a play on the ball. <laughs> he dropped the interception, but he was in perfect position. And those are the things that you want him to do. Only difference is in the game you want to pick it off, and he's going to be going up against better competition, better receivers. He's making the strides to be a top fifteen, top twenty corner in the league. I think for the Seahawks to be where they need to be in the, as like a team, he needs to be like top ten. And if he's at a top fifteen by the start of week one, that's perfect. He can only go up from there, right? And that's what you want him to well, be. He he can you, go down. He but can, but you would hope that each week he gets right. better and better as the competition ups and he faces better
0: receivers. More throwers to his side, I things mean, of that yeah, nature. Yeah, there's some good guys that he's going to go against. You know, I mean, theoretically in the preseason, it'd be dope if he goes against Thielen and Diggs. And he then, might get a few snaps. And then uh, who's who's the Chargers dude? I can't remember. Keenan Allen and... They got another dude. And Mike Williams. Mike Wo- Yes. Those are two really good dudes. Yeah. You know, the Raiders don't really have anybody. Omar, oh, Mark Rivers a Dallas, excuse me. They have Antonio Brown. But, but who knows? With you the way seen pictures hit? of his feet? <laughs> oh, my God. It's not, it's not good. That was disgusting. I, well, because I thought it was frostbite. And I thought only that only was cold. But apparently Blistered. His, his feet got too hot. That's that was nasty. That shouldn't be called frostbite, though. That's <laughs> see what I'm saying? That was like... Blistered feet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <ew, laughs> His feet look disgusting. Jesus Christ. Get that taken care of, baby. Uh, I want to see the best receiver in the league do work. Ooh. Well, I mean, you could see OBJ in Cleveland. What do you mean?
1: It's AB who I mean, it's AB Julio. It's okay. We DeAndre, don't the, et cetera.
0: Actually, yeah. It could be could be, could be D-Hop. Like, I, so... It, I, I do like what I've seen from Trey and Shaq. I'm with you on that. I just wish they had more uh, I Wish they had more turnovers in camp. I don't think i seen either of them. They dropped. Bro, I literally
1: looked at Shaquille when he dropped it. I don't know what he said to me because there's music blasting. He, he,
0: he moved,
1: and I'm sure he said something, but I couldn't hear him. Yeah, he no. motioned
0: as if like as his feet were the problem.
1: I'm like, no, bro, your feet were fine. You just need to catch the ball. Yeah, the ball hits you in the hands. It doesn't matter if you even have feet. And you have a visor. There's no sun in your face. You're good. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that visor is tinted. I can't uh, see no, that, eyes. Those absolutely are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no. no excuse. He has to catch it. Trey Flowers, bro, you're in position. Make the play. There was one play that Akeem King. If he's if he's going against any other quarterback outside of Breeze, Rogers, Russ, maybe Matt Ryan. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe Matt Ryan. Why don't you like Matt Ryan? It's not that I don't like him. I just don't know if he's putting it there. I think he's elite, man. So out of there's four quarterbacks.
0: Tom Brady as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Tom Brady, and I named those guys. But maybe even Pat Mahomes. But the thing is, Akeem was in perfect position on this corner route. He he just didn't turn his head. And they do these drills every practice. You have to remember to turn your head. It has to be just one, two. Just like it, it's, almost, it's almost like walking. These things you just have to do. You take one foot, put it in front of the other, and you're just moving. Yeah. When you are running with the receiver and his head turns – and you're hip to hip you should also turn your head you're not going to lose a step just turn your head and it's crazy to think that these guys either forget or they're thinking too much had he turned his head he might have made a play on the ball but the way Russ
0: dropped it in yeah that was perfect the player talking this it, was in a one on one by the way Yes, which is, is uh, tilted in favor of the offense but he really? played it he played it perfectly had he
1: turned his head 50/50 chance he makes a play or but there could have been a safety there in the real game too could you have gotta been a factor in that as well Take that's a big I mean. hit, catch it. Whatever the case may be, these are the drills that
0: you have to go in and kill in. Yeah, see it? And I want more turnovers. And that's, that's my the tank. point.
1: They have to do the, little, the small things. Turning your head, catching the interception, not letting it hit your chest and bounce off your fingertips. These are things you have to get done. Because yeah. when it comes to week one, it's not going to be this way. If you don't get this break on second and ten, you don't get this interception, they come down and get a first down on third and ten. Because you did not get an interception on that second and ten when you should have. You have to make these plays.
0: Practice makes perfect. Yeah, and I think that's – because I think what Trey dropped one at the mock game, uh which actually ended up as a touchdown, which is wild. And then Shaquille dropped that one. That was a one-on-one, though, so it's a little different. But, yeah, I wish I seen more turning the ball over because that's where you're going to turn from, like – that's when you get the rep. Yes. Like, I mean, obviously, guys know, like, if you're quarterbacks realize if, like, oh, man, every time I throw over there, it's incomplete or he's getting his hands on it for a breakup or whatever. But once you start taking the ball from them, that's when you're in their head because that's when they go to the sideline and their coach is like, what are you doing? It's like, what are you doing? What team are you on? Who are you throwing <laughs> at? You know, the offensive coordinator, the QB coach is like, look here, you throw it to him again, I'm taking you out. Unless you're Nathan Peterman, you get throw five picks in the first half and get picked up by the Raiders and still get, oh, my God. What is John Gruden thinking? He's not. Actually I know what he is. he's thinking he's thinking use as much profanity as possible. He probably asked him at HBO, can I cuss? I'm like, yeah, hey, man. This is this is, Mike, this is HBO. I'm not in dreams, man. I'm in nightmares. Oh, that was so corny. I loved it. That was corny. I, I get what he it. was saying, I but loved it was it. it was corny. Nightmares. I was like, Ooh! See, Hard he, knocks. He thought that was fire. I, actually, I should I, drop that clip in there. I do like <laughs> hard knocks. I think like I said, it's only my second year watching it. Uh but whew. Man, it's very dope. Also, the Raiders are gonna suck this year. <laughs> five and eleven. <laughs> ah, five wins. That's generous. You think less? Yeah, man. They what?
1: might win like two, two three games. Wanna bet dinner
0: on this? Uh let me wait till see regular season.
1: You kill me with this. I'll be trying to make best with you and you gotta wait, man. Are you are you guys listening to this? Every time I try to bet Mike, I gotta wait. Yeah, I wanna wait till the regular season. The regular it's three weeks away, G. What you need to wait for? Something could happen. What, Mike? Someone get hurt?
0: Yeah. They still going to get 5 wins. I think for example in the in the NFC West, I think things change a lot if Pat Mahomes blows out his knee. Then I think the division is wide open and the Raiders could probably Sweep the Chiefs if their if their backup is who's their backup? I don't even know exactly. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So y- y- you know maybe then that would force other teams to the Raiders like oh let's, go, let's make a trade now let's 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 go all in because the division's more open you know I don't know the Chargers would still win the division in that scenario but I'm gonna call you Mister Hedge. No that's not hedging that's just being smart just be I should have bet I should have bet Aaron that that bet. I I pulled up the stat and told you you were right and you you I'm wait. Like, oh, what you waiting for? The Take bet, this bet. bet before we move on to questions. So we do got some good ones. The bet What was the bet that Aaron wanted me Aaron Finches, who just joined me at the Athletic by the way. Over or under for DK. Uh 50 targets. Uh that's Because p- basically you were
1: explaining that Tyler Lockett was the number one receiver last year and he only had 70 and you're telling me that DK
0: Metcalf is going to have over 50. No, that's the thing. Aaron didn't. Again, I'm talking about Aaron Finches, who just joined the athletic uh, to help me cover Seahawks, and he's doing some ducks. I didn't even mention Tyler. No, you did. No, that that was at the end. Before he was just like, uh, DK is going to get a bunch of targets. I said, I'll put the over under at 50 and a half and take the under. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, you're crazy, you're crazy. And then I put it in perspective when you're he right. wasn't hearing me. I'm like, okay. dude, Tyler was the number one guy and it got 70 targets. So you think a rookie DK in an offense that doesn't throw is going to get way more than 50? You're tripping, and then yeah, you pulled up the number to confirm that Tyler got seventy, and he was like, "Ah, oh, I don't want to bet no more." But I wanted to wait until the regular season before making change that your Twitter bet. handle to regular season, Mike. No, you just gotta make sure sh- because you can Why would I bet on something that's three weeks out? There's a reason nobody's doing their fantasy draft right now. They're really? waiting. They're waiting until the preseason. My is guy Slickhawk
1: did his yesterday. Did he really? Yeah.
0: How many leagues is Slick in? Thirteen. Man, twelve. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> 12 slick's <man. laughs> probably in twelve <laughs> leagues, bro. That's that's why you have to wait. And that's actually really stupid to do that. Why would you do that? I don't know. The anticipation. You're excited. Woohoo. Yeah, no. Best round. Your whole entire team is injured. Yeah, because all it takes is one play. George Fant got hurt in the preseason game. Your quarterback. Teams right here playing their starting quarterbacks in the preseason, which is stupid. Unless it's like Kyler Murray because he needs the reps. But yeah, no. That's bad. But that's why I wait till the regular season because I need to make sure everyone's healthy.
1: Regular season, Mike. That's your new name.
0: Well, the day before week one, we can bet. That's fine. Bet dinner Whatever I'm gonna call Aaron again Like bro Let's make the bet on DK You
1: take me of Gaucho's too What's that? I don't know But I heard it's expensive And it's delicious And the steak melts in your mouth It's downtown somewhere I've never
0: been Oh yeah No no We're not going there Oh there's a cap on this Athletic don't pay that well <laughs> I mean we do But I don't know if it's, I don't know if I'm in that bag range I think that's for like I'll get, some, and, uh, I'll get something simple Somebody you know. else A steak Yeah that's fine Steak's fine
1: probably the most expensive thing there i believe that's the most expensive thing everywhere <laughs> except for like lobster all right let's get into these twitter questions we've got quite a few we'll start with ron at underscore ronye west he starts off with a great question i'm gonna say yes well kicking. that's
0: the point of the question can we kicking. agree
1: we cannot she was mike like, can't. you need to get on board with this i will never get on board with kicking whatever man that's fine do you think the seahawks will keep six probably for the start of the season and if not who's expendable
0: I don't know where this... If you could find this for me, Chris, please do. I don't know what... I think I've seen this like three times this week, the keeping six receivers thing. Who Did someone write that? Did Pete say it? And I missed it? I, I have no idea, to be honest. But no, I don't think they'll keep six. I mean, I guess they could, but what's the point? You know, if like... If, unless your sixth is like J.D. McKissick and you're trying to like squeeze out a roster spot, which doesn't make any sense because they're not even going to use J.D. the right way anyway, even if they do keep him. Uh who would the six even be? I mean, I guess you, you do the six if you don't want to lose any of your draft picks. Maybe that's what you do. But no, I still think they go with five. Who did I say my five would be? I think I went with DK, Gary, JB, Tyler, Doug. Was that five?
1: Doug, hang on, last season or... Oh,
0: oh excuse me. Tyler, David, JB, DK, Gary. That's probably my five. That sounds about right. Or... The fifth is probably going to be Keenan Reynolds if they want another slot guy. I think everyone else, honestly, you can get rid of. And you can sneak them on their practice squad. No one's going to pick up Malik Turner. I doubt someone will pick up Jazz. Uh, I doubt someone will pick up Terry Wright. You got to remember, too, with the, um, with the waiver wire, teams also have guys who they want to keep. So every team has 90 dudes right now. So when cuts come, they probably all have, like, mm, I'd say, like, six or seven guys that they're thinking, we don't want to lose, we don't want to lose. Like, practice squads aren't full of just pickups from other places. Teams are usually looking at maybe, like, a handful of cats from across the league that they want. And you really got to ball out, you know, or be a high draft pick for me to be really thinking that you're in danger of getting picked up. Like, I think if they dropped Gary, maybe they have a threat. Of losing him You know that's And that's because He's a fourth round pick But like Even like a Ben Burkirvan You probably could get back Travis Homer You can probably get back John Arsua You can probably get back You know So I wouldn't even worry About guys to that extent So uh, Who's the question Oh Jazz uh, My man says if, He's scared if Jazz Get picked up I don't I really don't think so At the end of the day Jazz is an undrafted dude A team just didn't want uh, So I think he would need To have like Four catches For 54 yards And a touchdown every week you know for like the falcons like oh yeah we'll 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 take him and put him on like our active roster our practice squad i think it's a slim uh chance here because you're still getting graded on a curve uh you know you're still jazz still made those catches and those plays against dudes who probably won't be in the league you know this year teams know that every team has a director of pro personnel who goes and scouts every other team's roster and sees where they can fill some holes I think they would know that, hey, man, this dude keeps catching all these catches in the third quarter of preseason games against nobodies. So let's keep that in mind. Maybe if he's there, we snatch him up. But let's prioritize some other cats. And even if they did keep Jazz as a fifth or sixth receiver, Chris, you know how many catches I think they would combine for the fifth and sixth receivers? Seven. I'll I'll go ten. Ten catches between the fifth and sixth receivers on the roster for the season. I wouldn't even be worried about it too much That is a good question though Except for the kicking thing Oh god Kicking does matter But you shouldn't do it Whatever
1: Mauricio. Whatever. He wants to know A.K.A. At GnarlyRadDad
0: Thoughts on CJ Prosize. Is it about time the Seahawks move on? Um, Probably at the end of the, the preseason I don't think there's a reason to cut him now It's just For what? You need running backs to For camp bodies But yeah that's probably done like and I, you're not supposed to root for people, but I've mentioned on the show before. There are people I've liked on the team. You know, I like Mike Davis. Uh, you know, I liked uh, I like George Fent You know, I I like CJ Prosser. I like Doug. You know, like Bobby, etc. I like Frank. I like CJ. I think CJ has got talent. But if you're not healthy, you just can't. They can't pay you. They just can't keep you. What does he have now? A hip thing? I mean, the man has ended up on IR every year of his career. That is an unbelievably bad stat. I think for a talent, CJ is probably just as talented as everyone on the roster that's not named Chris Carson. No lie, this includes Rashad Penny. Not even joking. Man, if you can't stay healthy, it just—it means nothing. If you're not healthy, you're no more valuable to the Seahawks than me and you. For real, we're healthy. Well, yeah. until we take some hits. But yeah, I think I think it's time to move on. I still think the best bet for all parties involved is for cj to get healthy ball out in the preseason and then get an opportunity elsewhere via trade or something like that some team there some teams uh running back gets hurt like i think Kenyon drake in miami is hurt you know he gets hurt and then boom oh we need a guy you know third down guy boom we'll give you a seventh round pick for cj and cj gets his opportunity and has like an alex collins thing and the seahawks get something for you know return on the investment but for right now yeah that's my oh man is hurt again that's just unreal. I feel bad for him. That's gotta shake his confidence, man. Third round pick, baller as a rookie, hurt. Oof. That stings. Well, Yeah, That's done. It's unfortunate. Thanks for the question though.
1: Anthony Green at Little underscore Greeny, nineteen eighty-six. Who would you
0: draft to a fantasy roster from this Seahawks offense and why? Not many dudes. This is gonna be a terrible fantasy team. Like in terms of like having guys who would be valuable. I would say you take Russ obviously if you can like high too. First round pick take Tyler as like a flex maybe? Maybe. I mean I would take a lot of teams number 2s over Tyler. You know like I'd take like Thielen and Diggs both over Tyler. Maybe that's a bad example. Yeah, but you're not doing that. Yeah, I would. In terms of a fantasy team? You're wild. What? Oh, wow. Yeah, no. I would take both of them. Uh Oh, you're saying you would take...
1: Okay, I thought you were saying it the other way around. My bad.
0: Yeah, like fantasy. I yeah, would say would, like... You would
1: definitely I, take Diggs and dealing over Tyler. Yeah, there like are, are some teams
0: where it. I would take their second or even like... I, I, I thought might you even, were saying
1: you would take Tyler over those two. I was no, about to I might even take cut like this like a, mic
0: off and leave you here. Who's the number two in Atlanta? Calvin Ridley might take some... Muhammad like, Sanu. I wouldn't take Sanu over Tyler. But like, I'm just my point is that I would take some teams second dude over Tyler because of the volume that they would get in their respective offenses. Yeah. yeah, so they take Russ, Tyler. I'm missing somebody. Oh, Chris Carson. I actually take Chris it. Carson pretty high. I might take actually take him before Russ, depending on what league you're in. If you're in a PPR, maybe. Okay. Take Chris Carson. That fantasy is where running backs matter. True that. It's about the only place they matter. Jack has two questions.
1: At Aquaman Pig, if DK continues to disappoint the last three
0: preseason games, What would it mean for his rookie year? It mean he was uh, excuse me. It would mean he's a rookie. I mean that's how it's gonna be. Sometimes you're. I think who do we have on the show? It was Dane maybe, or maybe it was Doug Farrar, who was like he'll he'll have he'll have a, a roller coaster season. He'll have some games where he looks great. Then he'll have some games where he has like one or two targets or catches. That's the problem with an offense where you don't have high volume. You know, let's say one game he has three catches, 57 yards, touch, looks great next game one target no catches you know that could be in the preseason that could be in the regular season rookies are going to have those type of struggles even Calvin Ridley who balled out last year had those type of struggles I don't think it means much in this offense and this offense is about being patient and waiting and then maximizing I think that that takes time to get used to it took David Moore time it's taking Jerron Brown time and Jerron Brown is in like his seventh year yeah Jerron Brown's in his seventh year I think Undrafted in 2013 It just takes time Rick, That's why I feel bad For these guys And I get in the reps They need And the targets They need in the preseason That's when you can afford To just huck 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 To see what you got Because he's going to get Maybe 12 targets In the preseason And then That might be what he gets For his entire regular season If he doesn't just Ball out You know so I wouldn't get like Too down on him If he like You know doesn't ball out In these next three games Although he should But I think that's just What happens when you're a rookie in an offense that it's not really, like, built for you to ball out and put up big numbers. All right.
1: This next question is, would you want a Jadavion Clowney trade? What would be fair compensation?
0: Um, I don't think the Seahawks should do that, but it wouldn't surprise me. Maybe if they did midway through the season, maybe after, like, like four weeks in, three weeks in, they only have, like, three sacks, something like that. J.R.E. still suspended for, like, another three, four games. And they're just like, look, Ansa's not getting it done. LJ's still on the men from the ankle. And we need pass rush and we need it now. Maybe they suffer another injury to one of their starters, which is very possible. Because I don't think you can pay... A A team can't... They can trade for him, but they can't pay him after they trade him, right? Correct. Okay. So you wouldn't be... You'd be giving up like a first-round pick, but you wouldn't also then be giving him $100,000. Or $100 million. Ah, but see, the problem is then you'd just be renting Jadavion Clowney for a first-round pick. And that's not worth it. So, no. For With that said, I would not want to see that. Although they could need the help. A fair co- That's the thing. The fair compensation is a first-round pick. D. Ford went for a second-round pick. Frank went for a first-round pick. So, Jadavion's got to go for a first-round pick. That's it. But if you're the Seahawks, you can't just rent Jadavion Clowney for a first-round pick. You just can't. I mean, if you can squeeze out the Texans GM out of something better, maybe will only giving up like a second or a third, then maybe. Wait, do the Texans have a GM? No. No, they don't. Oh, yeah, they maybe get a third out of them. We don't know who's in charge. Flex them. <laughs> just send them a text. Just, I don't know, send them a carrier pigeon. I don't know how you even get trade offers over there. Tweet them. Yeah, 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 tweet yeah. them. Tweet, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, but, no, they shouldn't trade for Jadavion because it would just cost too much unless you're willing to pay them, and they shouldn't pay them. All right.
1: We have, a, we have a question from Justin Henry. I like his at name. At Coog Justin 80. I'm guessing he went to WSU. There's no no confirmation there. I read the bio. Didn't see anything about Coogs. But at name does say at Coog Justin 80. He wants to know. Thoughts on the Russ man bun. These hairstyles are getting weirder
0: and weirder. In my opinion. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like. You can, People can have versatile hairstyles. Like, even me with dreads. I can do a bunch of different things. Like, right now, I have a top knot. In a month, I will not have a top knot. Right? Like, you can do a bunch of different looks. You might want to explain what top knot is. A top knot. Man bun, same thing. Got it. A knot is more like it sits right on top, and it's, like, sh- staying there. Whereas a man bun, it's just like you can take some rubber bands out, and it falls. <laughs> I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. People have seen pictures of me. They should get it. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I it is weird because it's like I get being like racially ambiguous and then you can kind of experiment with like both sides of your, your your culture, I guess, and try a bunch of different things. But like he's got like the conk going from like the Malcolm X. You read the autobiography of Malcolm X, right? Yes. Remember he was Detroit Red and oh, had the conk going and was like pressing his hair. And it's like it's like an evil villain mastermind type of look. And then he'll just have like the, the regular curly hair look. Someone in college told me Russ looked like a Bernstein bear <laughs> And I, my goodness, that shook that. the newsroom, bro It shook Because I had to Google what that was oh, man. And I see it, I was like, oh my god <laughs> Who would think a of that? Bernstein bear. A Bernstein I, I don't know if I'm saying the word oh, right But man. oh my god yeah it's so weird that's funny it's hell. the weirdest thing it has got the braids where it looks like Queen Latifah and set it off I don't really don't know wh- for real bro or it look like Calvin Cambridge and like Mike it's oh, just they are disrespecting
1: my guy Russ
0: for it's just so weird like I get versatility that's not the versatility that you're supposed to have it's just it, instead it looks like a, a identity crisis instead of like versatility you know what I mean yes because like Sierra can do a bunch of things with her hair she can have braids she can have the micro braids box braids she can have a little bob cut. She can have you know a bunch of different things. Have a relaxed press, whatever. Boom. She can have a natural afro, and it can all look normal. You know, Russ with all these different looks, he'd be like, "Bro, who are you today?" <laughs> For real. <laughs> you Mister Unlimited, you Russell. You know, I don't know. It's very very strange. I'm which what was the name on that? Justin. Yes, Justin Th- that's Henry. A, that's a great question. That's a great question. Next
1: up, Paul Martin at P Martin Katy Texas. That
0: one sounds familiar.
1: Yes. He always asks questions. Appreciate the love, man. Hell yeah. On the cut to 53, what players are most likely to get traded instead of being cut? Do we have borderline players with trade value?
0: Oh, yeah. Pull up that list real quick, Chris. Chris made a list of this. This is actually a great question. We looked at this before the show, too. This is a great question. Is this the last one? We have one more. One more? Okay. So I won't spend too much time on it. This is a very fascinating question because you have to factor in injuries, too. Not to only the Seahawks, but to other teams. Like I mentioned, Kenyon Drake, I think, is a running back who's hurt right now. Um, teams are going to play more preseason games that have more guys who are hurt. D linemen, tight ends. You know, uh, I think one of the homies from Seattle just got cut because the Falcons QB got hurt in their hall. Of, were they in the Hall of Fame game? Yeah, they were in the Hall of Fame game, and the Falcons needed to sign a QB, so they needed to cut somebody. Cut the homie who plays DB. Like, there's always going to be like needs based on injuries or whatever. So I think with that said, the number one guy I think who has the most trade value is a J.D. McKissick because he can play multiple spots. A team could need a receiver. A team could need a return guy. And a team could need a running back. And if you're if you're the Seahawks, you can afford to lose J.D. Because at the end of the day for you, he's mostly just your third down back. Like, yeah, he could do special teams, but you have other guys who could do it. You got Rashad who can do kicks you got david who can do punts and you have tyler who can do it all you know so you're you're fine there hell you even have ugo Amadi and keenan reynolds who did that's who did it in the preseason game by the way uh they did kicks and i think Amadi did punts keenan did kicks so jd mckissick i think that's a good one if healthy jerron brown is another one let's say you fall in love with gary jennings you got tough decisions to make uh you know that if you do keep JB, you're not going to use him right. A team has their number two receiver blow his you know, knee out or something. Who did we just see broke their leg? Uh,
1: Jermaine, Jermaine Curse
0: broke his leg. Boom. Now the Detroit needs a receiver problem. You know, just stuff like that. Uh, need a veteran receiver too. JB. Veteran guy who has like 10 touchdown catches, I think, in the last few years or something like that. Um, who else? Bartivius Mingo. Teams that need veteran pass rush for not that expensive of a deal. Like the vet guys like that, who the Seahawks have drafted other guys behind them. I said the Seahawks fall in love with uh, Jacob Martin. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do the Jacob Martin thing. We got other guys who can play uh, special teams and play some Mingo. Team calls us and looking for a sixth round pick or something like that, fifth round pick. Boom, ship them off. I think that's, that's an interesting one. Who else here? To be honest, David Moore. say David Moore balls out, but DK balls out even more. Then Gary Jennings ball out. Then Jerron Brown ball out. Okay, well, now there's a team who really is in need of receivers, and they really like David Moore because of the cheapness of the contract. Hey, man, Seahawks, what you need? You want a fourth round or something? Oh, okay, cool. Flip that. You flip your seventh rounder to a fourth rounder. Boom, just like that. I think that's an unlikely scenario, but he could have some value. Uh, Because none of these guys are too expensive either. That's the thing. And the Seahawks, everybody I'm naming, they have other guys who they've recently invested in who are younger and cheaper. For JD, it's Travis Homer. For JB, it's uh, Gary Jennings. For Barkevius, it's Jacob Martin. For David Moore, it's Gary and DK Metcalf. Uh, Who else? Joey Hunt. You know, what if they're like, oh, okay, you know, Ethan Posick, we can just play U.S. Center. But another team needs a kind of a swing tackle, center type of guy because you know centers are hard to find. You lose a center, your third string center could just be just cheeks, <laughs> as you like to say, <laughs> for real. Chris loves saying the word cheeks, buns. It's just, it's just just to describe great everything words. They are they are they're great words. You know what if, you know. You're looking at third string centers. They're cheeks out here. So let's say you need one. Boom. You grab a guy like Joey Hunt. I don't think his value is high. But, uh, I mean, a healthy George Fant has value because everyone needs tackles. If you have extra tackles that are competent, they got good value. Uh, Who else? Jamarco Jones in that same breath. But I don't think the Seahawks would trade him. Uh, Cassius Marsh. That one's pretty clear. That one, the scenario in which he has a lot of value is if he also plays well in the preseason. But, like, so does Rasheem. You know, Ziggy looks fine by week one or, you know, by the end of the preseason uh, who else? Jacob Martin looks fine. Brandon Jackson, Quentin Jefferson. They actually could be fine at defensive end and then just be like, look, we traded Cassius once, we'll trade him again. Like, they, people forget they did trade Cassius already and got a seventh round pick? Either a seventh or a fifth from the Patriots. I forget what it was. Or maybe they got Justin Coleman back. Now that's that's going to bug me. I can't remember. Uh, Cassius actually has a lot of value. He actually might be number one. I think Mm. he might be number one. Cassius has a lot of value. Jerron Brown probably has, yeah, J.D. All these guys that, like, a team could fill in right away because they've been in the league for a little bit and wouldn't be expensive. And the Seahawks have already, again, invested in other guys to back them up. In that same breath, Easton Posick, too. Maybe Phil Haynes gets healthy. Mike Ayipati gets healthy. Um, They like what they have in Joey Hunt as the backup center. All of a sudden, you don't need Ethan. Everyone everyone who else covers a team with me, they're like, Mike, they're not going to get rid of Ethan. They're going to keep Ethan. He's set. He's set. He's set. He's been running with the first team. I'm like, guys, he's the like the third string left guard. <laughs> he's the <laughs> third string center. And you guys swear up and down on your life, that means you're guaranteed a spot. No, it does not. Like, Ethan's running with the first team uh, left guard right now because two dudes are hurt, you know. So, for me, I think he might have some value because he was such a high draft pick that some team may think, well, Seattle just wasn't using him right. You know, we need a guard. Maybe we need a center. Whatever. He might be able to play tackle. He played some of that in college, too. So, actually, that's a great. What was it, my man? This was Paul?
1: No, this one was from. I just went back to it. Hang on. I think that was. I can't, man, that's a really good question though That was it, from Katie, or not Katie, that was from Mr. Mister Katie Texas Paul, yes
0: Yeah, so I think that's a really good Paul question Paul Martin Because it's not something we think about too often But it's like inevitable On the 53 man roster at the end of the year Or end of the preseason They're not going to have all 53 guys uh, Pulled from the current 90 man they have They're going to pull at least 2 or 3 guys from other teams Via trade or waiver claims Or whatever that's just how it's gonna work, because you know, always compete, and that means too they could be giving up some guys. Hell, they traded Jermaine Curse two years ago, just off. You know, traded traded Cashius Marsh. You know, I think there's, there's a lot of guys here who could have some trade value. How many guys did I name? Like seven, eight, dudes? You named one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys. Yeah, then we like now. Granted, remember, none of these guys are gonna yield you like a. Second round pick, right? Pick if, you're tra- sixth. if you're trading JD McKissick, you're getting like a six round pick back or whatever. Uh, but at the same time, if you're looking to add a dude too you, get some trade ammo, you know, you build up some assets, get to like 12, 11 draft picks for next year, then you got the possibility to move up, things like that. I like it. I like that question. I'm all for trades. Oh, we know that. Well, NFL trades can be stupid, but around this time, it's just like, whatever. Trade send em. it. Yeah, send
1: it and go. Mauricio has one more question at GnarlyRadDad. Jazz has been impressive, but does that mean he'll earn a roster spot instead of Jennings or Osua? Any chance of the Seahawks trade a pick like they did last year for some help on either
0: offense or defense? I think Jazz is just on pace right now to get the Kaysen Williams treatment. I
1: read that earlier today. I said, dang, oh, for real? I forgot
0: about that guy. Yeah, yeah because I think Caseen Williams is like he's like a rapper now. No lie. I swear. Pull up Casey Williams' Instagram. I don't know Mike. if I want to do that, Mike. I swear I think he's... I a- believe you, but dang. it. it be- you become a rapper now? I I think he said he's always been a rapper, but I don't know. It's weird. But I think he's just on pace to be the guy that everyone loves. Like, we can't get rid of Jazz Ferguson. And they cut him. And then they cut Jazz. For- <laughs> and he becomes a rapper. And now Jazz
1: and Kaysen have a mixtape called... Fuego I and
0: Jazz. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to put that put that part on him. But I'm pretty sure he became like a, a rapper. But I w- You're really looking it up. No, because I thought I saw that on like Instagram or something. Uh, but I, I think I don't think a, I think Jazz would need to have again like a hundred yards every every game. They're camp bodies, man. They're guys that they sign for a training camp, and if like if you're good, that's great. But we don't need you, right? I think. In a year where they don't have DK, yes, Jazz has a shot. I I truly believe that. In a year where they don't have DK, that they spend a second-round pick on, who they love and who has probably more potential because he's faster, then yes. But no, I don't think this year, this offseason, that Jazz is on pace to make the team, which is crazy because right now he's looked just as good as anybody else on the roster. But that's how cutthroat the NFL is, too. And
1: last one one more time. Chances the Seahawks trade a pick like they did last season for help on either
0: offense or defense. I don't think you'll see it on offense. I just don't. I don't don't even know what position they would look to do that. Except maybe if they keep having tight ends drop like flies. Because I think they've already lost. They lost two and had to cut them. Justin Johnson and then someone else. And then they just lost. Swoops. Yeah, they cut Swoops and Justin Johnson. And then they cut. Oh no! And then Jacob Hollister now has a groin injury, and then George Fant just got hurt. That's another tight end, technically. Yeah, they're running out of tight ends. To be honest, who the hell they have left? Just Disley and, and Nick, Nick Bennett. Yeah, so I could see them maybe like adding a tight end, just because they need a body need depth. Yeah, they just need a body at that point. Uh, but yeah, they could they could trade all over for secondary help. I could see them trading for a slot corner. I could see them trading for defensive end, although there's not great talent out there. But could see it happening. And then I could see them, I think that's about it. Maybe a defensive tackle. If they're like, you know what, let's go get some young guy. This Earl Mitchell thing ain't working. Let's go get get some young guy. You know, this Al Woods thing ain't working. Well,
1: we do want to get back in the swing of things since we are three weeks out from the season. Time for a hot take, Mike. We got to get back into that. Oh, I wondered where
0: you was going with that. Oh, come on a now. A hot take, huh? You got a hot take for us, man? Well, man, you should. shout out to everybody who just, who. those are a lot of questions. Those is really good, too. Uh, a hot take. A
1: hot take. About the Seahawks? Mike, you know me, man. We just want a hot take. Listeners don't care if it's about the Seahawks or not. We just gave my hour worth of Seahawks content. This does not have to be about the Seahawks,
0: my friend. I feel like it should be Raiders related. Well, then shoot it. I've already said that i don't think he's getting past the third year of that deal <laughs> bro he doesn't know what he's doing what do we emphasize that duh he signed nathan peterman and we yelling at him in hard knocks about peterman not being good it's like bro we all knew he sucked we all knew that and you're over here at your My lifespan's running out. It's like, that's your fault, bro. It's like smoking a cigarette and be mad you're getting sick. It's like, man, it's, a, it's a cigarette. We, You see the truth commercials, bro? We all knew there was rat poison in the joints and batteries and stuff like that. You're and smoking it, a cancer stick and, mad you and get it, cancer. Exactly. It's like, oh, you signed Nathan Peterson to be mad he can't throw. It's like, bro, did you watch the Bills game? Or the, the game where he threw five picks in the first half? You idiot. Uh, Yeah, man. John Gruden is so terrible. I think that is good enough as a hot take. That was perfect. You know, I don't even think Their car might not make it out of the end of the year, man They might <laughs> trade him For real, they're just so bad Oh my god, they're awful
1: I don't know, yeah, I don't know if that counts as a hot It take. counts, man, it was good I think everyone's going to enjoy listening to that hot take Because basically it was about John Gruden not making it No, yeah, he won't I think exactly.
0: everything with them is just going to go poorly I think AB experiment is going to be awful He's going to have like his first year in forever Where he doesn't crack a thousand yards Dang, I would, I would, that would hurt my heart Yeah, man Oakland's bad. When you have bad ownership and bad coaching, you're gonna have a bad team. The Seahawks have had good ownership, good coaching, good teams. Patriots. Their ownership guy I'm not a fan of, but he's good owner, good coaching, blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it trickles down. You know. The Colts too, or you see them on the rise right now, even though their quarterback is screwed. He's hurt so bad, they don't even know what's wrong. <laughs> That's never a good sign. The owner's like, oh, it's his, it's his ankle. Well, it's his calf. The, the GM's it's his like, no, it's his, it's, his, it's his back of his ankle, top of his ankle, and the middle. No, <laughs> wait. It's a calf strain. Uh, oh, you know, you know what this f- sounds like?
1: What? It sounds like Kevin Durant. It's a calf strain. My guy, he grabbed his Achilles. Yeah, no, that's the, the cold state. I swear the Achilles is down here and your calf is up here.
0: I saw so many people on TV today because I, I was off today. I saw so many people saying that like Jacoby Brissett's like a decent backup like they'll be alright if, if Luck has to miss more time or miss the whole season again did you not see it last season and I was like in what world <laughs> <laughs> bro they won like four games with Jacoby Reset
1: that's why I said did you not see the or two years ago it was ago? 2017 yeah, he missed you the whole year did
0: you, did you not watch that 2017 campaign now in fairness to the Colts their defense has gotten better and their O-line has gotten better Your right. skill positions have gotten better since they'll then. go 6-10 and 10, Mike but if yeah I'm like <laughs> what is that I mean he's still not good He's like an okay backup, but he's not like, oh, we'll be fine backup. There is no backup like that in the league, I don't think.
1: Nick Foles was the closest thing. Well, he was more than fine. My man got you
0: a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's like, we can win the Super Bowl if he's actually starting. That's crazy. That's (laughs) it. There's no other backups like that because teams don't invest Teddy Bridgewater. Is he the backup? Oh, he is. He can definitely make – he can get you some wins. That's right. I think Teddy is like that.
1: There's probably a few others, but we ain't going to
0: worry about it. No, no, no. I think that's it. I think it's just Teddy. Because I would say it was RG3, but I don't think RG3 is like that. Is Tyrod in the league? Yes, he's with, he's playing for, he's back up
1: for, I forget who. I just saw him on TV. He's like, oh, snap, there he is again. Oh. Another
0: look, guy. Look, oh, look that up real quick before we
1: go. Uh, you want to look it up real quick? Let's yes. see. I'll do, I'll do
0: the outro, and then you can look that up. Go ahead, do the All outro. Right. Then. Well, thank you guys for uh, tuning in to the Seahawks Man to Man podcast. We have a big announcement actually coming up. We forgot to tease that. It's cool. I'm teasing Teasing now. right now. Yes. <laughs> Chargers. It. You got. It. Oh, is he really? Mate, they'd probably be just fine. Uh, they wouldn't be just fine, but I think they could still like make the playoffs if Philip passed him was like four That's games. That's just fine, Mike yeah that is true You're Yeah, right. that is just fine <laughs> that's true uh, we got a big announcement coming up here pretty soon like a week and a half maybe you can do it next week probably yeah next yeah. week yeah. yes very excited about this announcement until then thank you for uh, tuning in and rocking with us make sure you follow Chris on Twitter at ckid206 so we can get him verified make sure you follow me at Mike Dugard you guys already know I'm verified uh, thank you for listening on iTunes make sure you tell a friend to subscribe rate and review is that it that's, that's it all right. We'll be back after the Vikings game?
1: I think so. Yeah, why not? Unless you want to get a guess or something. But for the most part, after the Vikings game. So we'll see you guys next week. Like we're yes, sir. we out.